Welcome to Midlife Madness, where we check our dignity at the door and have unfiltered conversations about midlife issues. And today is no exception, but today's topic is not just for those in midlife. It's for all of us. Perhaps, I don't know, if you have a pulse, if you're alive, you might be aware that there's a virus going around, (laughs) around the world. It's called coronavirus and it's called COVID-19 or something as well. Uh, A virus that seems to be just sweeping the world and it seems to grab a lot of the headlines. The media seems to be kind of causing a panic and people are buying up all the toilet paper for some reason, which we'll get into. (laughs) And uh, it's like everybody's planning for doomsday. But what we wanted to do was slow down a little bit. Let's talk about this from like a place of not panic. Uh, We want to talk about whether or not we should be that worried and how can we protect ourselves? What can we do to stay healthy? And today we're going to go there and we've even got a special guest with us today who has some really great info. So pull up a chair, grab your coffee and let's chat. Well, hello there. I'm Leslie here with my sister Marie and uh, we're coming to you from our, our little closets where we record in, uh, she's in Minnesota. I'm in Utah. And uh, I don't know that either one of our, is your state affected by coronavirus much? One right now we have one one reported case. Yeah. And here in Utah, I believe they've actually brought somebody into Salt Lake City who was from a cruise or something until he becomes negative. He's here in isolation somewhere, but um, I don't think we have anything else at this point. In Minnesota- there is 42 cruise passion passengers on a <gasps> on a boat that are quarantined from Minnesota. So 42, 42 people. But, okay, wait, oh, from Minnesota, God, of course, because everybody goes on a cruise when they live in Minnesota in the winter. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. We try. Well, I'm having second thoughts now, but yeah, I know, right? Well, it's interesting. I I was talking to my daughter the other day. She goes, you know, when people get the flu, mom, they're like exhausted and they're like in bed for like two weeks and coughing and miserable. When they get the coronavirus, they go on a cruise and they travel the world. <laughs> like what the heck? And I'm like, you're right. What is that? So anyway, we're going to get into all the details of the coronavirus. It is not a laughing matter. Okay. I know that, but here's what I do know. Laughter is great medicine. And, and I do think there is a time and a place to just sort of not take life so freaking seriously because it can be really tough. And, you know, especially if you're somebody who deals with anxiety or, uh, you know, just stress, and then you've got all this stuff. And every time you open up your computer or your newspaper or your phone, there's a headline about it and it can get a little overwhelming. So yes, we're going to have some fun today because guess what? I think you need to have a little fun right now. Uh, but we're also going to be pretty serious. We actually have a really, really great guest coming. His name is Dr. Buck Parker. I'll introduce you to him in a little bit, but um, he's got some really good stuff for you. So it's going to be a fun episode, but it's also going to be really informative. So I'm glad you're here. I hope it'll help you to not feel so stressed out about it. Um, But as we get started, of course, we are going to start with, I can't believe she said that out loud. This is no exception. We always have you know, yes. something. We will and, embarrass ourselves on every single oh, yeah. episode. You can <laughs> bank on it. <laughs> it's funny. Sometimes we're like, man, I can't think of a story for that. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I've got like a thousand. It's okay. I seem to think a little harder. And uh, this week's actually, I, I'm thinking about traveling and being out in public a lot because of, um, you know, everything going on with the coronavirus and, and stuff. So I was thinking about something that happened to me at the airport once. 
and I can't remember where I was, but it was a, it was an airport where the bathrooms for the men and the women were like so close. Like you couldn't, you really had to pay attention. And apparently I wasn't paying attention what door I walked in. So I go in and I go into one of the stalls and I'm, you know, going to the bathroom and all of a sudden you and I both know, like if it's a man peeing, it's louder. It's like, <laughs> and I was coming, like hey. coming from a higher place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dang, that woman is peeing loud. What is up with that? And then I looked under the, the, you know, it was the stall right next to me and it was men's feet pointing towards the toilet. And I was like, oh, bless his heart. He's in the wrong bathroom. <laughs> because surely I didn't make a mistake. And okay, wait a minute, though. Were there yeah. urinals? No, no. I went in. Okay, so like it was one of those bathrooms where like you've got one side and then you got to go around a corner to get to the other side of it. And the side that I walked into was all stalls. So oh. I, I get out. I wash my hands. I'm still thinking this poor man. I want to get out of here before he realizes he's made this mistake. And as I walk out, I look over my left shoulder and there's this line of urinals. And I went, oh my gosh. I ran out and I just like... Every I've never had such a red face in my life. It so, was so embarrassing. You were on the pooping side. I was on the, the men's pooping. bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that was over there, he was probably too shy to use the urinal side. Probably. So he, was, yeah. he had a really hefty stream. You know, that would be embarrassing, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe he saw my little women's feet. I was probably wearing sandals or something. Probably like, I want this woman to know she in the wrong place. I'm going to go help her out. So anyway, yeah, I, it was really embarrassing. I got a few crazy looks and, you know, and then I just laughed. What do you do? You well, know? you laugh at yourself. And yeah. so when, when you told me that you were going to tell this story, it reminded me of a very similar story for oh. myself. I'm, uh, I'm curious too, if they're like, if you're listening, you've probably been to the wrong bathroom. I would yeah. assume at least once in your life. So my story was at the grocery store. And what happened was I walked in, I was just kind of in my head. I wasn't really thinking about it. I went into the stall, I sat down and then um, I started to go to the bathroom and I was like, did I just walk by a line of urinals? <laughs> I was like, I think I just walked by a bunch of urinals. Oh, no. It was too late. I was... I was already in, luckily there were no guys in there. So when I finished up, I kind of peeked out of my stall and ran to the door, ran across the way and got into the women's bathroom. So I could wash my hands. Well, I'm sure somebody saw me run from one bathroom to the other, but um, <laughs> at least nobody was in there. Well, that's true. I saw people. I made eye contact. It was horrifying. <laughs> I mean, but you know, when you're traveling, you're so tired. It's kind of weird anyway. Yeah. All right. So back to our topic today. Are you possibly freaking out about the coronavirus? Um, have you done something over the top to prepare? Uh, if you had a vacation plan in the next couple of months that required air travel, would you cancel it? What about a cruise? These are all questions that we sort of posted on our Facebook page because we wanted to hear from people. And um, here's some of the feedback that we got. Marie, you want to read the first one from Lisa? So the first one it says, and I can uh, I can attest to this. We just got it in Minnesota. We got our first case. Uh, no deaths, just a case. Um, the person was on that cruise ship everyone is talking about. Now there's more than one. So <laughs> there's more than one cruise ship that's involved. But thankfully, the 
our, the patient in Minnesota is recovering. Um, it says, I am following the recommendations about hygiene and keeping supplies on hand within reason, not overbuying, leaving face masks for those who truly need them. You know what? I love that she said that because I think that's what's frustrating for me. Like the whole toilet paper thing. I, I put a rant out there and like on Facebook and Twitter and everything. I was like, y'all quit buying up the toilet paper. What are you doing? And um, because I don't understand, like, what is this? Are you just like afraid that you're not going to get enough? But then everybody buys too much. Like there will be a steady supply. Well, toilet paper is not made in China. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I think some, well, there's probably toilet paper made in China, but we're not using it. Right, but, yeah. um, but I think some people, and this is really sad and awful, but they buy it so they can sell it. they buy it in mass quantities and they sell it for, you know, 20 times the price when people absolutely need it. So can I just say, this is what I don't like about humanity. Sometimes they take advantage of really, really tough times and and try to make money off of it. And, you know, that's frustrating for me, but anyway, I digress. We'll talk more about the toilet paper issue later, but Caitlin said that she's just living life the same way. She said, we have two kiddos and there are constantly things going around their schools. So we already practice the CDC recommendations. Way to go, Caitlin. What a concept. What? You already are doing this? Everybody probably should. It's flu season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We should be doing this anyway. (laughs) Boston next weekend and a Caribbean cruise a week and a half after. No cancellations for us, she said, unless something changes significantly. The flu scares me way more than COVID-19. Yep, very true. Very Very true. true. Thanks for for letting us hear that, Caitlin. It's good to hear a a steady head. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so um, our last one is from Sabrina and... um, she is saying that she, her friend's parents are quarantined on one of the cruise ships stuck off the, the coast of San Francisco. They went on a 25-day cruise. Holy cow. Wow. 25 days. I've never even heard of that. that uh, sounds to exhausting. Me- <laughs> well, I know. Well, and they went to Mexico and Hawaii. <sighs> and they were, they're just returning now, and they got stuck off the coast of San Francisco. They, had, they have to stay in their cabins. Any food they want is brought to them, and they can only go out on their balcony for fresh air. Mm. I can't imagine. My friend is so worried about them. I would be too. I mean, that's, you think about how, I don't know, like I would feel claustrophobic, I think, and kind of scared. Plus then you're like, am I going to get sick? And if I do, is anybody going to even treat me or that, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Oh man. I hope they're going to be okay. That's pretty awful. But you know, I think it is interesting how everybody's aware of it. A lot of people are kind of freaking out and some people are just like, you know what, just, I'm just going to be safe and try not to worry. We've got the, we've run the gamuts, but I think we should hear from a professional. I really do because it's all um, our opinions up to this point and just our own fears and insecurities. So actually I have a friend uh, that is going to join us today. His name is Dr. Buck Parker. I know him because we were both on a reality show. He was not on Survivor. He was, you were on what, The Island? The Island, yes. The Island. And you won, didn't you? Uh, well, sort in a way, yes. Yeah, in my in my eyes, you won. So yeah, it was pretty cool. So he, I met him at a fundraiser for Give Kids the World. And that is actually a really cool place down in Florida that gives these cost-free vacations to children who are suffering from like really serious illnesses. And not only them, but their, their whole family. We both spend a lot of time and and just we love being able to support that. And I met him there because they do this thing through Hearts of Reality, which is reality stars. They get together. And as soon as I met him, I think the first question I asked you was, 
is it anything like Grey's Anatomy or, or is that, <laughs> and what, do you remember what you said? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, it's just like Grey's Anatomy, but with more sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I like this guy. He's fun. Um, so anyway, Buck is here and he is going to give us his take on a few things. We do have a few questions, but thank you for being here, Buck. We'll try to keep your time short. Yeah, we appreciate you me. doing this. Um, okay. So first of all, Buck, of course, you know, my first question is going to be, what are your thoughts about this coronavirus coming to the United States? What do you think we should all be doing to keep ourselves safe? Yeah, it's pretty interesting um, because the virus essentially is like the flu. Okay, so um, and that coronavirus has been around <clears throat> um, previous to this. It's just a different strain. There's actually a couple different strains now, and we're unsure kind of how if you want to say lethal it is at this point, because the Chinese government is not really that um, reliable when they report their numbers. And so we had a really big scare at the beginning because we thought it was like super lethal. And then when it came out outside of China, we realized that it's not really super lethal. It's actually not very lethal. Um, the numbers I've seen a, a different numbers, but it's also a small amount of numbers so far comparatively to like, say, the regular flu. So the re regular flu, we know their the mortality is like pretty low, like 0.2% or 0.1% or something like that. But the, and this mortality was supposed to be like 3%, which would be really high. But now we're seeing it's probably 0.8 or 0.6 per, you know, like it's as as more cases get out there, the, the number comes down. So I think what happened is initially it was really scary because it seemed to be really high mortality, but now uh, we're seeing it's probably not. And, um, you know, with, in, in the statistics world, the more numbers you have, the, the more accurate that number is. Right. As, it, as we have more numbers, then we, then we get a more accurate number. And so um, that's, that's kind of what we're seeing. It's low. It's the, that mortality rate is lowering, uh, becoming lower and lower. Right. As time goes on. So, I think that the the message the big message is to yeah be safe about it but also don't go crazy. The best thing you can do is just wash your hands um you know when you're out in public or where you're touching things where other people have been touching um stuff so you know doors and in your in your bathroom or whatever stuff like that. So you want to make sure you wash your hands um frequently when you're out in public. But, uh, you know, the, the, the masks that everyone wears, like the surgical masks, they really don't work to protect themselves from the virus, uh, which is kind of an interesting thing. I was, I was actually in Japan in early February, kind of right when this all was starting. And, of course, everybody has, uh, or a lot of people, uh, a lot of Japanese have uh, masks there. But they, they wear those masks every flu season anyway, but it doesn't protect you. And the interesting thing about the Japanese culture is they're super polite. And what they're doing, when I was there, I was like, why? I don't understand why all these people have, have masks and they know it doesn't protect them. That's actually not what they're doing. The Japanese people are so polite, they don't want to get their saliva on somebody else. So they're they're actually oh. they wear the mask for someone else. That's right? so sweet. Right. It's for the for the for the other people around them. That's what they're doing it for. It's not to protect themselves. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And uh, you know, I looked at it like, oh, maybe sh should I wear a mask because uh, everybody else is? 
And that's what we're seeing right now in the U.S. is like, oh, we're, I'm going to wear a mask too because it's going to protect me. It's not protecting you. It's 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 being protecting yeah. somebody else. So well, the, you know, it's interesting. Marie and I grew up in Japan, and I remember like they never shook hand. They they're very careful about that anyway. They just kind of bow to each other, and I never understood that until now. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. They don't want to spread <laughs> yeah, right. germs. They're kind. So yeah. yeah. Well, I have well, a question. Yeah. yeah. So so I travel a lot for my job. And I was traveling last week. And there was a man on my plane who was wearing a mask. And everybody was watching him very carefully. If he went to the he went to the bathroom, so we all decided not to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was he was getting dirty looks, but as we got off the plane, he was telling this woman that he wore it not because he thought it protected him um, from the virus so much, but he said, I'm not touching my mouth or my nose. He said, yeah. it stops me from doing that. So in that regard, I guess it would make sense. You're still, yeah. your eyes are at risk, I guess. Yeah. You need goggles apparently or something like that. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but what I thought was so funny is the lady said to him, um, how did she say it? She said, you know, they say that doesn't work. Right. And I thought, <laughs> man, that wasn't very nice. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe she said that out loud. But yeah, exactly. Does that does that make sense though? I mean, if it's yeah, for you... sure, absolutely. Okay. I mean, okay. that that was a major uh, contributor when you're you know touching something and then and then touching your face or your mucous mm -hmm. membranes essentially and transmitting it. So uh, yeah, for sure. And okay. you know that's uh, it's some people touch their face a lot, some people don't. So I think right. that that's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Well, I have a question now too. Okay. So Marie and I and our husbands are going to be traveling to Hawaii in a couple of weeks for my birthday. And we're really excited and also now a little nervous. I'm not yeah. going to lie. My husband's like, I don't care. We're going. Marie's like, I don't care. I need a vacation more than I don't need coronavirus. So, yeah. um, but I'm, you know, there's a part of me that's a little nervous. What, is, what should I do? What do you recommend that we do to prepare for this? Is this a big deal? Yeah, I mean, the economic impact of the virus is, is quite significant. Um, I see a lot of things being um, canceled, a lot of, especially like a lot of concerts where people are in tight quarters and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm a, on the U.S. ski team. I'm a physician for the U.S. ski team, and they're canceling some of their events. Um, so it's pretty interesting, but I think it's kind of more... I, I think it's a little bit overkill, probably. Um, I don't think that being on a plane uh, with other people is that risky, uh, unless the person next to you is coughing and sneezing, <laughs> and, you know, like sick. Like if they're if the person next to me was sick, then I'd be like, okay, I need another seat. Yeah. Um, I, other otherwise, I don't think it's. Um, that much of a risk. Um, I feel like the airlines are also being a little bit careful too, who they let on the planes these yeah. days. I've heard that. I've heard people are like, you know what? We don't want you to be on the plane today. You're, we can, you're obviously sick. And I appreciate that. But it's also like, again, what if it's just a common cold? But we just don't know. We don't and know. I think, yeah. You have no idea at this point. So so don't yeah. be afraid to go to Hawaii. Is that I, I wouldn't be afraid to go to Hawaii. And, you know, <laughs> It, the, the kind of interesting thing is that we don't even know if the the virus is that serious yet. I I know there are reports of people that are in their 40s and stuff like having a really bad reaction and like dying and stuff. But I'm I'm not even sure we have enough data to know what exactly is going on with with those because they're very few and far between. But you hear these like horror stories of somebody being super sick when they're young and healthy. Um, and I, I think that that's, um, 
you know, you never know like what's going on with that, that person. And I see people in their forties that look like they're 90, you know, mm. and so you never really like physiologically they're 90 and uh, you never really know like what's going on when you, when you hear that, Oh, this person was young and healthy and they died from the virus. And, you know, there's also two strains. So we don't know, maybe one of the strains is, is rapidly growing, you know, like spreading. And that one is, you know, not lethal. And the other one doesn't spread as rapidly. I don't, I don't know. We, we just don't know yet. So yeah, it's all the unknowns I think is what is kind of freaking people out. But I think I do feel like, walking around afraid is it's like terrorism. Like we we can't be afraid to live. And, you know, to be honest, I think about how sad I would be if I didn't go to Hawaii. This is what we do (laughs) every year. And I'm like, this, it wouldn't even be worth it. Yeah. Marie's going. going. Marie and my husband will be going. Yeah. My husband's scared too, but yeah. There's one in every marriage. (laughs) Just don't breathe on the plane. I know. Well, and the funny thing is, I was thinking it's probably gonna be the safest flight I've ever taken because like nobody's going anywhere anymore. Planes <laughs> yeah, that's are empty. I want to get upgraded to first class. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Flights are super cheap right now. I actually rebooked a flight because I, I couldn't go on a trip like last weekend and um I rebooked it for like six months from now in a different trip in a different location. And they said, Oh yeah, well, you're going to get like a voucher for a refund or something. I was like, Oh my goodness. Oh, thanks. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Cause all they the- probably think I'm canceling because I'm afraid, but Cheap really out. I just couldn't go. So, okay. I'm hearing all these stories about toilet paper selling out. I mean, why are people buying toilet paper? I don't get yeah. it. That is the one thing you cannot live without. <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. You were on the island. You did not have toilet paper. I did not there. have toilet paper on the island, but we had an ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's a different thing. And we had the leaves and stuff. I mean, you were you were a uh, survivor. survivor. Yeah. You guys. And I a, never thought about toilet paper once. Lake, though, right in China. Huh? You guys were next to a lake. We were in, yeah a lake with like more parasites in it than they know to oh. even. It was so bad. Uh, you should have seen me afterward. I was a mess. I got a parasite. I had an intestinal infection, cellulitis. I don't. I, yeah, I, I tell you what. Um, I, wa- I watched a lot of Survivor, and that is probably the only season that I was like, "No way, I would not." Exactly. Exactly. Was, bad. It was Ugh. a terrible season. Can't That's why they'll never go back, especially now. They, I mean, it was in China, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. Where to go, Jeff? I know, right? <laughs> Glad it was 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. Well, um, okay, so we don't really know the answer to the toilet paper question, except maybe it's just mass hysteria. People no, see it I flying off the shelves. Sorry, like, you know, this is like uh, survival 101, right? Like, people are going to buy food, toilet paper, and guns and bullets, and, and, <laughs> you know? Like, I think, well, so it's interesting. I, I have, you know, I have a website. I, I, have like do lots of like e-commerce and stuff like that. And one of the guys that I used to work with calls me like a couple of days ago. He's like, Hey, can I run an uh, idea by you? I said, you want to sell masks, don't you? He's like, I kind of want to sell masks. <laughs> 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 of this, uh, search engine optimization and stuff. But actually he said, no, I, I actually don't want to sell masks as much because it's harder. Like actually Facebook has been putting like a big, um, like you can't advertise for masks and stuff. So, uh, but what he said is, he said, I want to do, I want to use this time to build up a list for like survival uh, gear and like survival prep stuff. So, the, so essentially like a prepper community. So this is, this is more what it is, is like a pr- uh, prepper mindset. 
Yeah, I, we, you know, we're going to run out soon. I don't know where I'm going to get it. I, I, I don't know why you have to have like 8,000 rolls of toilet paper <laughs> in your pantry. That's so silly. But, but, you know, to me, it's, it's, just, somebody said, I, cause I put something out on TikTok about it. It was hilarious. I've had like so many views and I'm so embarrassed because I didn't mean for that to happen. But <clears throat> I was like doing a rant about TikTok's dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. And it's this time sucker. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, one of the people said, well, the reason that toilet paper is being, uh, you know, flying off the shelves is because it's made in China. I was like, no, it's not. Look on the package. I think Procter and Gamble. It's made in I Cincinnati. Know. It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, people. Everybody has an opinion. Oh, we we know oh, what opinions there, are. A big in, uh, economic impact from that, though, yeah, because yeah. of uh, a lot of the stuff coming out of China, they're not able to to ship it. But I, I'm pretty sure Americans can make toilet paper. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if nothing else, use a towel and wash it with bleach. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I will have to say, you guys live in Japan. The best thing about Japan is their to their toilets. They're all right. heated. Yes. And they'll have bidets and you don't in the toilet paper is like super, super thin. And at first I was like, oh, my God, super thin toilet paper. I don't want this. Like, all this. <laughs> and then I realized you don't really need toilet paper. You just need like a little dry off. That's that's it. That's what it's for. <laughs> a little pet dry. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I actually was thinking it might be a good time to get into the bidet business because, right. you know, hey, this could be a thing. Over here. Well, Buck, thank you so much for yeah. taking time to talk to us and our listeners. I know we they all appreciate it as well. But if they want to like follow you or like tell us a little bit about what you do outside of your re like crazy surgeries that I see sometimes. Yeah, it's just uh, Dr. Buck Parker everywhere. Uh, it's Dr. Buck Parker. Uh, so that's Instagram. Uh, you can probably find me on YouTube like that, and uh, my website too, drbuckparker.com. And yeah, awesome. Well, and we'll put that in our show notes. Yeah. yeah, we will. I have sure. a, well, my Instagram, you know, you know, I guess we should tell people, but my Instagram, I, was, I, I just talk about surgery. Uh, so I have lots of kids that want to go into medicine and I kind of talk about what it's like to be a surgeon, uh, the things that I see every day, also a little bit of lifestyle, all that stuff. So if you're, you know, it's actually really fascinating. I'm not going to lie, but there are times, Buck, when I go to, you know, like I'll be going through my feet and it'll be blurred out and it'll say, yeah. this is sensitive. And I'm like, this is Buck's <laughs> it is Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, if you show search. I mean, it's really fascinating. Yeah, so. it's kind of gross. So look out. <laughs> yeah, just a heads up. But but it's actually quite fascinating. So thank you so much, Buck. Yeah. And um, tell Nikki hi for me. And okay. um, you guys have a great day. All right. You too. Wow, that was super helpful. I'm so glad that he was able to join us for a few minutes. That was really, really awesome. Um, and, and he's right. We don't really have all the answers yet. We don't know everything, but the one thing we do know is that a, most of the time it's not nearly as bad as people are afraid of. There have even been, I've seen people are like, I feel nothing. Like I feel no symptoms at all. And they've tested positive. So I don't understand why that happens. I don't know if it's like different blood types, different, you know, RH factors. I don't know. There's a reason I think that some people, and maybe it's just their immune system. One of the things I heard is that if you're, what it happens is it's like a little sphere, this virus, and it's got these suction cups on the outside of it. So it needs help to get into you. So like if it's on your hands, it can't hurt you. But if your hands touch your face and it enters through your mouth or your eyes or your nose, uh, those suction cups suck to your, um, your body. 
through the mucous membrane. And what it does is then it uses your own immune system to like kind of reproduce a little bit. It's weird. Uh, but that's how all viruses work. And the difference is this one, unfortunately, if it gets down into your lungs, it can cause a lot of problems. But most people with really good immune systems, they don't, it, it's not a big deal. They, they're fine because the, their immune system fights it before it gets into the lungs. But the people who are compromised, maybe on chemotherapy, they're very sick, they have you know, bad asthma or whatever, some kind of respiratory issue, uh, older people, very young people, those are the people who you know, we should be taking all the steps to protect ourselves so that we don't get them sick. That's, that's how I feel. I feel like, you know what, I don't want to be the reason that somebody I love or care about is, is, you know, being really sick from this. So it's not just a matter of protecting yourself. It's protecting the people around you. Yes. And so when you get your information about COVID-19, you don't want to get it from CNN. You don't want to get it from Fox News or your local TV station. You don't even, you especially don't want to get it from like TMZ. I mean, <laughs> seriously, people, it's like, that's yeah. not where you're going to find it. Don't, please don't get it from Facebook. You yeah. want to go to like the Centers for Disease Control. You want to go to the, um, the World Health Organization. That's where you want to get your information. And so we did. Mm -hmm. We we did get some information. And the first thing we want to talk about is the symptoms of yes. the coronavirus. Yeah. And um, so patients with COVID-19 have experienced mild to severe respiratory illness. So that's the symptoms. And that can include a fever, a cough, or shortness of breath. So what I want to point out here, and I'm not, well, I am kind of trying to be funny, but um, diarrhea is not on here. Yeah. And yeah. and so you can stop it with the toilet paper already. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Like, why? I, I don't know. I've read a lot of psychology. I think we're going to get into the psychology of panic yes. here in a few minutes. But one thing to remember, too, is the symptoms may appear two to 14 days after exposure. So like if you're around somebody who has it, it may take a couple of weeks to even get these symptoms. And I think that's why people are like, you just have to be careful because- yes. I think until you start showing the symptoms, you're still able to pass it on. Yes. And um, so that's the hard part. It's like hard to know. And uh, But the first thing you want to do if you do feel like you've been exposed and it could be what it, what you're dealing with, call your doctor. Don't panic. Don't you know? just say, hey, what, what should I do? Because they've all been instructed at this point. Don't go to the doctor. Right. Call just your doctor. call your doctor. Yeah. And if they feel like what you tell them qualifies you to get a test, which I think it's, you know, you have to have been traveling and all this stuff, which is, I think, going to eventually, they're going to eventually just test like they do with the flu. Because I feel like it's at this point, it's not about where you've been. It's about who you've been around. And um, so, but anyway, once they test you, then you can know and they, you can go with the treatment. So, um, but don't panic. Like, I really, really, I really think that that makes it so much worse. Um, it does. You know, and if you are feeling sick, though, we, we definitely, we have some tips on stopping the spread of the yes. germs. Yes. Well, for one thing, you want to avoid close contact with people who are sick. So if somebody is sick, I don't know if you've been out recently, but man, if somebody's coughing, I am in the other aisle. Like at the store, if I hear a sneeze, I'm done. Yes. Or if I sneeze, I feel like everybody stares at me. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, really? Yes. I'm just, I just have allergies. <laughs> well, and 
I sneezed on a plane on Friday and uh, and I didn't have a tissue. And that's actually the next one on the list is cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue and then throw the tissue in the trash. Well, I'm on a plane in a seatbelt, not allowed to get up. And uh, I just, I used my elbow. So I sneezed into my elbow, right, but I, right. and luckily it was just one sneeze, yeah. but I know I got some dirty looks. I'm like, I'm they so come in two or threes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces. I do that, you know, like the doorknobs, um, uh, handles of the refrigerator, uh, the toy, you know what, the place where you flush the toilet, the the lever. A lot of times we clean our toilets and we forget, oh yeah, that's what we really need to be focusing on is the handle of the toilet. Uh, even the faucets, things like yes. that. Those things need to be disinfected as well. Yes. The next one if you are going to wear a face mask, yeah, it can stop you from touching your mouth and your nose. Um, might want to put some goggles on to protect your eyes because uh, the glasses aren't going to do it. Um, but I think, you know, there is something to that where if you're trying not to get sick, then, um, you know, wearing that may stop you at least from touching your nose and your mouth. Yeah, yeah. But it's not going to keep the the virus from coming in through it. So you just exactly. have to just be, you know, I think the the main thing is like, if you're sick, stay home. Yeah. Period. If you're yeah. sick, don't go anywhere. And I know that like, sometimes we think, oh, it's no big deal, but this is, this is kind of a bigger, bigger scale. It so is just something to think about. Right. And and then finally wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. And I mean, that's a long time. It's funny. Cause I, I think I actually timed myself, like how long I normally, it's like five, 10 seconds, if that. Mm-hmm. So when I was traveling last week and I was, I mean, I was singing happy birthday in my head. That's, but what's so funny is when you're doing that, you're like, oh my goodness, am I singing it too fast? Oh, oh where am I in the song? You know, you're, yeah. you're like, I wonder what the person next to me is singing in their head right now. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So singing happy birthday, you know, that'll do it. Yep. ABCs, do your ABCs. ABCs. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Uh, yeah, there are some really fun options. And also, there's some cooler options, too. I don't know if you're from the, you remember the 90s, but they had some pretty amazing music. Some of it, not really, but <laughs> but like the, the chorus of Hit Me Baby One More Time, you yeah. know? My loneliness yeah. is killing me. me. And I forget. Yes. I, I can't still read. Believe. <laughs> okay. And then there's Gangsta's Paradise, you know, uh, as a walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Can you imagine like Gangsta's Paradise that could could save your life? <laughs> <laughs> or the Backstreet Boys with I Want It That Way, the chorus to I Want It That Way. You begin yes. to sing that in your head. And these are all just around 20 seconds. Yeah. So or you know what? If if you really, really, really want to calm your mind and your heart. Another thing you can do is you can quote the the Lord's Prayer because oh, that's about the same yeah. amount of time. So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Boom. Amen. My, my hands are clean. And so is your heart and your yeah. mind. <laughs> it's like a win, win, win. So yeah. Anyway, that's kind of fun. Yes. So I, I think the next thing we're going to talk about is um, scam artists. And I just saw this on Good Morning America yesterday. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, this is where you do. You lose your faith in humanity, right? <laughs> yeah. And all you have to do is go on um 
oh, Amazon to, to realize that people are taking advantage of this situation. But in this story, um, I mean, they, they're highlighting the scumbags out there that know they can profit from mass hysteria and how they can cash in on that. If, if there's new information about a treatment for COVID-19, it's not going to come from some guy named Gary in Kenya who wants your credit card number. It's, it's going to come from the White House or the Center for Disease Control or the WHO. There's no, there's no miracle cures out there. So please don't fall for it. Put your credit cards away. Yeah, yeah. And and we already talked about the toilet paper issue. Yes. Um, this is a respiratory virus. We should be selling out of Kleenex, not toilet paper, but I <laughs> yes. digress. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and yeah, I was on Amazon the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're we're kind of switching over to panic buying. This yeah. is, you know, from scam artists to panic buying, because that's what we're seeing a lot of right now is the panic buying. And um there I was I was just curious to see, you know, what Purell was going for on Amazon. And most of them actually were sold out. Mm. I mean, it, they were just hardly anything. But I found an eight ounce bottle of used Purell. So really, eight it was ounces. probably only six or seven ounces. Exactly. It could be. It might be two ounces <laughs> for $65.80. That is so stupid. And how did they come up with that price? $65.80. That is the weirdest. I I, I don't know. Yeah. It's there's weird. There are recipes on the internet, actually, for making your own hand sanitizer. So I would do that before I'd pay $65.80 for a few ounces of something that literally they're saying doesn't even protect you as much as soap and water, y'all. Exactly. And so, yeah. you know, just keep keep that in mind. And also, you know what I do that is, I've always done this too. Um, I get those little alcohol pads that they use when they give you a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I get those in bulk at the at the store and I just carry a few with me. So that way I can kind of wipe things down before I touch them. Like yeah. the keypad at the at the grocery store when you have to enter in your password or whatever. Or even if you have to touch a screen or something, you know, the alcohol will like go away quickly. You know, yeah. I, I use it to to clean my phone because mm-hmm. the phone I've heard is the dirtiest thing. It's way dirtier than any toilet is what they're saying. Ugh. So clean that phone because you're, and the, and when you, when you wash your hands, they say, make sure you wash the tips of your fingers mm-hmm. because that's what you touch the most with. Think about it. That's what we do with our phones and the touch screens and everything. Okay. Uh, but carrying those with me has, has been, you know, I mean, it's alcohol. It's going to kill stuff, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So don't lick your screen. Don't lick I, your screen. I'm going to stop that. Yeah. Stop licking my screen. I saw this video today. Oh my goodness. It was a little girl and they were out uh, shopping somewhere and there was like a rail and she was just licking the rail. And I was like, no. And it reminded me how the kids, when we used to put them in the shopping cart, when they were teething, they would like try to bite the, oh Oh, yeah, gross. So watch all that. I would be careful. I don't have kids that age anymore, but if I did, that would be one of my, my first things I would clean. (laughs) And, and make sure they know, you know, you're, you're not supposed to lick stuff. Just right. So. Um, but there is some psychology behind uh, panic buying. Okay. And I found an article from the BBC that talked about that. And I, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. And if, if we go back to like Y2K, right. Mm-hmm. Think about what people were doing and stocking up on water and canned goods and uh, different things in case everything went badly on Y2K. This is not a Y2K situation, although it looks like it at Target. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the author says um, it's fueled by anxiety and a willingness to go to lengths to quell those fears. Like 
standing in line for hours or buying way more than you need. And it, yeah. it truly is about anxiety. And by buying that stuff, you really have this sense of um, that you're doing something and that you're in control yeah. of what happens to you. It's not even about the stuff mm-hmm. as much as it is an action. Right. And that actually and, makes a lot of sense. It does. And there, people just think, I mean, we should be washing our hands and singing happy birthday all the time right. or whatever, or do it to me one more time, whatever we want to sing. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Lord's Prayer? But it seems too ordinary. Like yeah, yeah. people think, well, that can't be enough. It's it's too easy. And so they have this, this uh, dramatic response and it leads to people throwing money at things in hopes of protecting themselves. Yeah. I read somewhere too, that like what happened probably is that somewhere somebody bought a bunch of toilet paper because they were having a response and then people saw that it was starting to dwindle on the shelves. So they panic and buy more and they buy more than they normally would because they're like, oh my gosh, there's not as much here. What if they run out? I want to be the one to have everything. Everybody just feels like they need to have the most of everything. And that gives them a feeling of control. Like, well, at least I have toilet paper. (laughs) It's like, here's what I think. And I said this on my little rant on social media. I'm like, we should be stocking up on board games because if we're all going to be quarantined, we're going to be bored out of our minds. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So yeah, it's, you know, it's social media. It's, it's, it's just doing what, you know, you're following the herd. Yeah. When someone does it, when it starts, you're like, it's like that fear of missing out. It's like, Um, oh, there's only like a third of a shelf of Charmin left. I better buy half of that third so that, you know, I'm because it obviously we need toilet paper for this respiratory illness. Right. Well, and and I've read in some places that it does sometimes cause, you know, diarrhea, but that's not the main thing. And and also, I don't even think it's about that. I don't think people are buying toilet paper for that reason. I think they're afraid they're going to get quarantined for several weeks. And maybe they just use the bathroom a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I would look in the other day that I'm like, oh my goodness, I only have two rolls left. I'm going to be in trouble, but I really need it. I like want to go buy it, but I'm afraid people are going to judge me for it. So now I'm like, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll order it from Amazon. <laughs> Bob said at Target, the only, um, the only toilet paper that's left is like those super mega rolls that don't oh, really yeah. fit in your toilet oh, paper. Yeah, yeah. We have an expander though. So we're all set. Oh, you're set. Or yeah. the one ply. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, at the end of this article, it said, if everyone else on the Titanic is running for the lifeboats, you're going to run too, regardless if the ship's sinking or not. Oh, so true. It's true. Well, okay. So as we close today, I do want to read a little snippet from an article that I thought was really, really good. My friend Cheryl Reynolds sent or shared this on her page. Um, it's from the Gospel Coalition, uh, and it's Pastor Todd Wagner. He's with Watermark Community Church. I'm not really sure where that is, but I love what he said because it sort of put it all in perspective and he's talking about it from a Christian perspective. So I don't know if you're, you know, where you are with your faith, but I think this is so, so good right here. It says, first, it's important to be reminded about what we already know. Worry is not our friend. Panic is not our way. Solomon reminds us, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small That's from Proverbs 24, verse 10. May it never be said that God's people are governed more by fear than faith. I love that. Mm -hmm. And then it said, in times of crisis, the world needs steady people. 
who are strengthened by God's grace and selfless by God's power. Worry accomplishes nothing except weakness of heart and head. It's been said that 90% of the things that we worry or become panicked about never even happen. And the other 10% are outside of our control. So while we remain on alert against viruses of doctrine or disease, worrying won't change your circumstance or lower your chance of infection. It won't help us fight off illness or move us to action. Worrying about COVID-19 or anything else will only increase trouble. So rather than worrying and being anxious, Jesus calls us to respond with prayer and faith in him. We need not worry ultimately because we know him. We know he has already defeated sin and death. So remind yourself continually. It takes the same amount of energy to worry as to pray, but one leads to peace and the other to panic. So choose wisely. Yes, that was very good. Isn't that so good? That's that's what I wanted to close with today. And uh, we'd also like to say thank you, of course, to Dr. Buck Parker. Uh, he is at drbuckparker.com. You can also find him on Facebook. We actually have a link on our Facebook page to his uh, Facebook page. And it, like we talked about, his Instagram is super fascinating. If you like that kind of thing, if you don't like blood and guts, please don't watch it. Don't, don't, don't watch his Instagram. But he's great. And we'll have all of his information also in our show notes. So you'll be able to, to see that there. We would love to hear from you and you can find Midlife Madness on our Facebook page or our website at midlifemadnesspodcast.com. And if you like hanging out with us, please add us to your podcast subscriptions and give us a rating or review. It helps us build our Midlife Madness community. And so finally, we will leave you with this today. May your home be disinfected so your family is protected. Yes. Yes. You're so good at those. (laughs) I tried to think of one and I couldn't. That was good. So yeah. And don't forget, my friend, you are enough right where you are. Thanks for hanging out with us today on Midlife Madness Podcast. And we will hang out with you again next Monday. 